From South Carolina Public Radio, this is the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on May 12, 2023 from A.T. Shire's home in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. In this podcast, we look at all the big bills that made it across the Sine Dive finish line and those that are still alive, even though regular session is over. And we've now entered overtime. That's right, we are in a rare situation right now with the governor calling back all 124 House and 46 Senate members to complete their work on several bills and send him a budget. Work on bills such as the six-week abortion ban and the $13 billion budget are expected to reach his desk before the end of the month. But we'll recap what has already made it to his desk, what's in limbo, and what's not coming back to life until next year. Now, the lead loves hearing from everyone. That's why we have a voicemail box set up at 803-563-7169. Give us a shout. Tell us what you thought about the legislative session this past year, what bills you were watching, what you want to know more about, or just any of your hot takes. We'd love to hear them. 803-563-7169. Okay, like you heard at the top, today's episode will be entirely statehouse related as we look at what bills made it across the sine die finish line, what bills remain in limbo as session is set to briefly continue this month, and what's not coming back to life until lawmakers return next January for the final year of the two-year session. Governor Henry McMaster met with House and Senate leadership this week to push them to act on several priorities before he officially called lawmakers back on Friday in a rare move that we haven't seen in some 20 years. Since the House and the Senate did not pass a sine die resolution, which dictates what bills can be debated in the offseason and gives each chamber's respective leader the power to call members back should the situation warrant it. Right now, the part-time lawmakers can take up any number of bills that are still in play. But the focus will be on ironing out the differences between the House and the Senate budgets, the Senate's six-week abortion ban bill that's in the House, possibly some gun laws and bond reform as well. What is official is that the House will be back on May 16th to start debating and working through some 1,000 amendments to S-474. That's that six-week abortion ban bill. The Senate passed that bill out to the House back in February, but the House hadn't scheduled a subcommittee or full committee hearing until this past Tuesday. While the subcommittee took testimony for about 45 minutes, the bill was deliberated in the full Judiciary Committee for about four and a half hours in total. We're going to get into plenty of that debate next week, but here is a microcosm of some of that debate between Folly Beach Democrat Spencer Wetmore and Greenwood Republican Representative John McCravey, who is carrying the anti-abortion flag for the House. Representative Wetmore, uh, I think we, we would agree, would we not, that your bill would allow an abortion any time before the 24th week of development? Am I allowed to object to ask and answered? But yes, I think we established that. Okay. Well, you know, have you have you looked at a photograph of a baby at 24 weeks? Uh, well, I, I would certainly stop you there because a, a, a baby is a is a human outside of the womb, and a, and that's why viability was selected as this uh, well, marker. Well, we'll call it an unborn child then. <clears throat> have you have you uh, looked at a photograph of an unborn child at 24 weeks? 
Mr. McCravey, I've never, I've never stood up here. I've never, I've never come to you and said, rah, rah, yay, abortion. I have always described it as a very difficult choice that a woman makes on a very difficult day. Well, I realize you don't want to answer my question, but I have looked at it, and it's, it's frankly fully developed. Uh, did you, did, are you aware that at 24 weeks, the fetal brain stem is entirely developed? Are you aware that at six weeks there is no heart? Are you, well, uh, I'm trying to ask you questions and, and I've, I see that you don't want to answer them. Are you aware that the baby reacts to sound noises at 24 weeks? I am. Are you aware that the limb movements of the, of the unborn child are coordinated, that it can touch its ears and its umbilical cord, that its lungs are fully developed? Mr. McCravey, may, may I remind you that I have been pregnant, and yes, I have personally, I am very aware of all of this. And are you aware that it can survive outside the womb at 23 weeks with care? Well, I think that's how the definition of viability matters as to whether or not medical intervention. So after 23 weeks, but before 24 weeks, what does your amendment say if the child is born alive? Are you just going to kill the child or let it die right there on the table? Mr. McCravey, I think suggesting that I would introduce an amendment that promotes infanticide is certainly irresponsible. Well, what does your bill say about that if you can abort a child at 24 weeks? I would certainly remind you that we have different definitions of child and human life here. And once a child has been born, I think that is a very different scenario. Unborn child then. Correct. And in your example, the child was not yet born or was already born. The House Judiciary Committee debated several amendments over four and a half hours on Tuesday. The bill moved to the House floor on Wednesday, and we'll have a recap of the extensive debate in the May 20th pod. And now... Bills that moved to governor. Now I'm going to recap a selection of bills that have recently made it to the governor's desk for his expected signature. The Shield Law, S-120. The bill would block the identity of drug makers that provide lethal injection drugs to the State Department of Corrections. Any purchase or acquisition of these drugs and supplies would be exempt from the state procurement code and would be exempt from all licensing processes and requirements administered by DHEC. The bill also mandates confidentiality of any identifying information of any person or entity directly or indirectly involved in the planning or execution of a death sentence within the state. Say goodbye to the Carolina squat folks. S-363 prohibits the front fender from being four inches or higher than the rear fender on a vehicle. A person who violates this will be fined $100. Second offense is $200. And a third or subsequent offense will be $300 and a year-long license suspension. It's a lot there for the squat. Now, a six-month warning period will take effect following the governor's signature on this bill. Lead says, squat them while you got them. Speaker Merle Smith's Statewide Education and Workforce Development Act Bill H-3726 establishes a unified and comprehensive statewide education and workforce development plan. The bill seeks to align workforce funding and spending with workforce needs. Now, promoting this will be the Office of Statewide Workforce Development Coordination in the Department of Employment and Workforce. Now, let's look at some other bills that are going to the governor's desk. South Carolina's poor infant mortality rate typically comes up during the abortion debate, with opponents focusing on how debate should be on fixing health outcomes of pregnant women and newborn children. One bill passes session, S-394, provides for the notification of a child's primary provider and a qualified specialist of any abnormal newborn screening results under certain circumstances. Another way to improve health outcomes is through paid parental leave for teachers under the bill H-3908. 
This soon-to-be law will give school district employees up to six weeks of paid time off upon the birth of a child, the initial legal placement of a foster child, or a child by adoption. This mirrors the law passed last year for state employees. Teachers who give birth or are the primary caretakers of an adopted child will receive six weeks of paid leave. The other parent can take up to two weeks. Another bill going to the governor's desk is S-739, which will provide tax credits for affordable housing, specifically $30 million to provide supplemental financial support to certain multifamily housing projects that have by March 31st received a tentative allocation of South Carolina housing tax credits. S-459 will allow screened air flight passengers to consume liquor drinks purchased from airport concessionaries throughout the secured area of the Charleston International, Columbia Metropolitan, Florence Regional, Greenville-Spartanburg, Hillenhead Island, and Myrtle Beach airports. Just uh, don't get drunk on a plane, folks. Lead says don't get drunk on a plane. Another bill years in the making is the DUI interlock law. It comes as Mothers Against Drunk Driving say there has been a 45% spike in drunk driving deaths in just two years in our state. Most recently, a 26% increase in lives taken by this crime in 2021 alone, according to National Highway Traffic Safety Administration data. The state's death toll from drunk driving was 401 people in 2021. That was the highest since 2007. So the bill S-36 would require convicted DUI drivers to have a six-month-long ignition interlock device in their vehicle as a prerequisite to get a temporary alcohol-restricted license after a suspension related to a charge from DUI. Now, this goes even for first-time DUI offenders. Currently, interlocks have only been required for repeat offenders or those with a blood alcohol content of 0.15 or higher. There's also an indigent fund for those who cannot afford the device, which costs about $100. South Carolina would be the 35th state in the nation to have this law. MAD says that 34 states that have enacted the all-offender laws have experienced an average of 16% reduction in drunk driving deaths, and the devices have blocked more than 4.5 million attempts to drive drunk. Another bill going to the governor's desk is S-407, which will allow for naloxone, the opioid overdose antidote nasal spray, to be obtained over-the-counter in line with the U.S. FDA's approval this past March. A big bill going to the governor's desk is S-399. That's right, DHEC is officially breaking up, folks. It's not us. It's them. They're too big. It's too much. I can't. I don't know who to love. Now, come July 1st, 2024, the Department of Health and Environmental Control will cease to exist and the massive agency will be broken up and in some cases absorbed by other agencies. So let me give you a little breakdown of how this is going to go. S-399 creates a Department of Public Health with the director appointed by the governor with the advice and consent of the Senate. A Department of Environmental Services will also be created and headed up by its own director as well. The Hydrology and Aquatic Nuisance Species Programs of the Land, Water, and Conservation Division of the Department of Natural Resources shall become a division of the Department of Environmental Services. Just so you know. Now, the DHEC board will also be abolished, and the Food Safety Program will become a division of the Department of Agriculture, with the director of that department being deemed the head of the division unless otherwise specified. Now, the authority to establish, manage, and operate veterans' homes will be transferred to the Department of Veterans Affairs, and all powers and duties assigned to the Department of Mental Health regarding veterans' homes will be transferred to the Department of Veterans Affairs. Another bill that we've been watching, S-256, that simply says schools shall not prohibit the possession or personal use of sunscreen. Put it on, kids. And the state has a new official thing. A state carnivorous plant, thanks to S-581. That plant? The Venus flytrap. Wow! And now we're moving to... Budget! (laughs) 
Okay, kind of breathy. <laughs> now, a conference committee of three Senate members and three House members has been decided, and they will soon iron out their differences on the $13 billion budget that both chambers have passed. That is expected to be completed and sent to the governor by May 24th, according to House Speaker Smith. It shouldn't be too hard to quibble over the hundreds of millions of dollars in earmarks or member requests since the South Carolina Board of Economic Advisors met on Tuesday to review the revenue estimates for this fiscal year, which is fiscal year 23, and next fiscal year, that's fiscal year 24. General fund revenues have continued to exceed expectations despite growing concerns about a possible recession. The BEA raised its current FY23 estimate by $564 million, increasing the general fund revenue forecast from $12.47 billion to $13 billion. Now, continued wage growth and consumer spending have boosted collections above expectations, according to the BEA, and tax reform changes to the personal income tax rates have lowered income tax collections as anticipated. But sales tax and corporate income tax well exceeded expectations, leading to significantly stronger collections this fiscal year. Here is Frank Rainwater, Director of the State Department of Revenue and Fiscal Affairs. So we have a revised estimate. We are recommending um, going up $564 million in fiscal 23. That'd be a one-time additional one-time money and raising next year's uh, recurring revenue forecast by $240 million. Uh, underlying this, again, we've done better than expected, but we have so many factors out there trying to uh, uh, negatives impacting the economy from inflation to the debt ceiling to um, Federal Reserve raising rates and the banking. Uh, we got so many headwinds there, we can't ignore that and uh, just are not comfortable assuming the economy will continue to grow at its current pace for much longer. The working estimate for 23 is higher. Um, we're building in a 3.6% decline for next year. Again, just being cautious, we're running better, but until all these negatives play out, uh, we don't want to overestimate. We don't want to take a chance on overestimating 24 for some future unseen or, or if whether this, uh, for some future unseen impact or something that uh, occurs later than, than sooner in some of these estimates. Now for fiscal year 24, the BEA raised its current estimate by $240 million increasing that general fund forecast from $12.3 billion to $12.56 billion. While the increase is attributed to stronger tax collections this year, the full estimate assumes an economic slowdown will occur, and that equates to a decrease of 3.6% from the updated forecast. Now, that all being said, lawmakers have a total of $1 billion in new recurring revenue for the fiscal year 24 budget process, and they are forecasting a surplus totaling $3.34 billion from the last fiscal year and this year for a total of $4.3 billion in additional revenue available to appropriate next year. It's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> a lot of extra money right there. Now, the fiscal year 24 forecast includes expectations, like we said, for slower income growth and lower personal consumption than observed in recent years. I believe it when I see it, folks. Now, some bills are getting close to the governor's desk. Others have a big question mark over them. So we put them all in this category. Limbo. That wasn't AT. That wasn't him. That was someone else that sounds like AT. <laughs> yes, let's move to bills in limbo slash waiting that could make it to the governor's desk next week when House lawmakers return to begin their abortion debate. Now, one big piece of contentious legislation this session has been dealing with critical race theory. 
The Senate was in for 13 hours on Wednesday, most of it debating the anti-CRT bill H3728, which outlaws several concepts from being taught in K-12 schools, such as an individual by virtue of their race, sex, ethnicity, religion, color, or national origin is inherently privileged, racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or subconsciously. Or that one race, sex, ethnicity, color, or national origin is inherently superior to another. Now remember, CRT is not taught in K-12 schools, but Senate Majority Leader Shane Massey celebrated the bill's passage from the Senate by saying this, The citizens of South Carolina do not want political activism in the classroom. H3728 keeps the subjective opinions of those who want to rewrite American history from creeping into South Carolina schools. Quote, Once the House concurs with the Senate version of the bill, it will head to the governor's desk. ACLU of South Carolina Executive Director Jace Woodrum denounced its passage and called upon the House to reject the Senate's bill, saying, quote, The Senate has given a win to Freedom Caucus legislators who have proven time and time again that they only want their extremist ideas in schools, not the curriculum that's been developed by trained educators, quote. And also in limbo, several gun bills. H3594, the Constitutional Carry Bill, which law enforcement has concerns about, but remains the vehicle to get a true felony possession law passed, is also floating around the Senate. Now let's jump back quickly to my conversation with State Law Enforcement Division Chief Mark Keel about this legislative tightrope. I have great concerns about it. Uh, I have never supported that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I will tell you this year, we've uh, law enforcement, uh, a lot of law enforcement associations have been sort of neutral on it. And we've been neutral on it because we, we're desperate to get a true felon in possession bill, and that is in the House bill. And uh, we have to, you know, when we look at uh, open care with CWP last, last year when it passed, um, a lot of folks were concerned, obviously, that we would see people open carrying everywhere. Uh, I've not seen that. I travel all over the state all the time, and I'll be quite frank, I've not seen one single person uh, carrying open carry. Is that just a, a handgun or a, a long gun? Too? Handgun. Well, long gun was not. The long gun was not prohibited already. Mm-hmm. So, I've just not seen it. Um, I know talking to some of my local uh, local sheriffs, and especially in rural areas, they've seen more of it than I have. But um, but again, I am concerned about it. I am concerned about uh, people not having training. I'm concerned about people not. Uh, having training with regards to how to store a weapon safely, just like I was talking about leaving it uh, in automobiles. And I'm also concerned um, about an individual carrying openly that, that legally does not know when they can use that weapon. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and seeing, again, a law-abiding citizen using it at the wrong time who, who do not know what the law is and, and could end up being held accountable for a crime. So a lot of concerns just to get that felony in possession law passed, which... We should have been on the books years ago. I remember hearing hearings about that back in the state house years ago. We've talked there. about it for a number of years. Law enforcement has, has talked about it for a number of years. And again, we hope that um, we hope that this will get us across the finish line this year. We'll also be waiting on some fentanyl-related legislation as well. Bond reform is also in conference committee. H3532 will add a mandatory minimum of five additional years to a sentence if someone who's been charged with a crime is out on bond and is convicted of committing or attempts to commit a violent crime, such as strong-arm robbery, criminal sexual conduct, criminal domestic violence in the first or second degree, and any offense involving child pornography. Service of the five-year sentence is mandatory unless a longer mandatory minimum term of imprisonment is provided by law. The court shall impose a mandatory five-year sentence to run consecutively, and a person sentenced under this bill 
would not be eligible for parole or work release or good behavior. And now, see you next year. <laughs> Just going downhill. Now, some notable bills that will have to wait for next year to possibly move include S-406. That deals with early voting ballots being processed at the same time as absentee ballots, so starting at 7 a.m. on Election Day. Also, Senator Tom Davis's medical marijuana bill is slated to get an early start next session after getting stuck this year. Also, the bill created a definition of anti-Semitism in the state, H-4042, and the House-approved hate crimes bill, H-3014, that is currently blocked by two Republican senators. Now again, any bill that doesn't make it to the governor's desk by the end of this now special session will remain active through next year's session. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news, and we're glad you're here. Aren't we, A.T. Shire? Oh, we are glad. Yes. Thank you, Gavin, for... Uh, Gavin Jackson. Say my last name, You're Gavin Jackson, host. I'm A.T. Shire, producer. <laughs> I just want to get that straight for everyone. Hey. There's been a lot of confusion lot over of the calls. years, many years. We're on episode 421, and we're just clearing this up. <laughs> uh, but, uh, hey, uh, better late than never, you know? The people were confused when they met us in person. They're like, oh, my God, I thought you were A.T. I'm like, I know I get that all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> We had a great time in our open Such house. Such a great time. Everyone who came out, I don't think we said thank you, but thank you. Yeah, it was so much fun, truly, to meet everyone. Uh, one one, one uh, patron one, came one. and told us to our face that he hates the spooky pot. <laughs> That's okay. I loved okay. that. I loved that. Everyone's allowed to have opinions even when they're wrong. That's what we always say on this podcast. <laughs> we asked him why he didn't like it, and he said... Uh, it was too goofy. It was we too were, goofy. We were being too goofy. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought uh, that's what it's that's the whole thing free, this this is the whole principle of founding America right here anyway uh, those, those founding fathers Thank real you. goofballs okay <laughs> those guys are goofballs uh, blah uh, but uh, thank you for coming. I respect yeah. you telling me to my face that you don't yeah, like and it. You know, like we, like we even admit, like it was, it's a goofy thing. We, we definitely have to do it again. We're very much um, on the spot here, uh, <laughs> even though we're a little question mark. If anyone has good um, spooky ideas, please call in because I have two. Yeah, <laughs> we have. <laughs> but yeah, no, we. It's a good podcast. Hey guys, it's good. Okay, please. We. But, you know, we we're so used to all the praise. It's good to get the negative every now and then, even. Anyway. Anyway. Gavin, are you ready for calls? Only if they're good. We're going to double dip today. <laughs> okay? if they're good, I can't Only take negative Only praises, right now. okay? Okay. <laughs> we're going double dip. Are you ready for this first, this initial dip? Yeah. I got, okay. I'm covered in chips. Here we go. I apologize for <laughs> how late this is uh, because there were instructions for when I should play this, but the way it shook out, I, I this is the earliest I could. So I apologize. Here we go. Hello, this is Baby's Mama calling again. And this is this is one that needs to go out sooner than later, AC, because it's kind of time sensitive. So depending on who you ask, either this week, as in the week of March or May March, May first, it or next week, the week of May eighth, one of those two is Teacher Appreciation Week, which really means that we have two Teacher Appreciation Weeks this year. And I'd like to share my Teacher Appreciation Week wish list. Paid family leave. There is an act on the um, floor right now for uh, paid family leave for teachers. That needs to push forward. 
Um, higher salaries for everyone, not just the new kids on the block and not just the people who are, you know, have been here forever, but everybody in general, the average should go up. And then better support for what um, is called the PACE program. It is for alternative certification for teachers. And currently, it's not really well supported. It needs more time. It needs more support, more funding, and um, those teachers need more respect. Otherwise, I just wanted to um, invite you to plan for one of your live sessions to be in the CSRA area. And that's Aiken, North Augusta. I would really, really enjoy coming to one of those. And unfortunately, I don't really get time to go up to Columbia. So anyways, I just wanted to invite you guys down here to the CSRA. And I can guarantee that me and my husband would make it. We'd love to come. I hope y'all have a good week. And thank you. Bye. Baby's mama, y'all, thank you for calling. And we got some words for you. We already told you on the podcast. You already heard we put in a good word for you and all the teachers, mm-hmm, and we got you guys mm-hmm, that pay raise mm-hmm. by $2,500 and that paid parental leave. I'm not saying we did a big part, but you can say the lead to this. Yeah, there was a lot a lot of chatter about what baby's mama wanted on the floor, in the well, back rooms, in we've the been, Yeah, we've been pushing the – Leeds been lobbying a lot. Yeah, so. we got – Gavin and I, ultimately, we are lobbyists. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are registered lobbyists. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a problematic podcast. In um, all fairness, we don't. But, you know, No, truly, heard, we they, don't. They heard. But, uh, spiritually yes maybe. but we will lobby i will appreciate the lobbying for going down to aiken for a live tape but we've oh, been yes. talking about that we've been talking about it for years and it's gotta happen so the csra i've never heard it called that before central savannah river area oh fun yeah. that's so fun we have to get to the CSRA. We have to be at the CSRA. Like when people say D- DMV and like DC, I'm like, and we never said DMV growing up. We never called it the district growing up. The you know, we district. said we said we're going downtown. Yeah, we're going into the city. Going to DC. Yeah, okay. or Washington. Yeah, was that good praise? Washington. Was that good praise for you, Gavin? Oh, uh, that was sufficient. Okay. <laughs> well, I got another one. I do want to okay. go to Aiken though. I want to. I want us to do it at a. Polo match. You're on aching to be an I've Aiken. Been pushing to You're get a polo to match. Be an Aiken. I understand. Yeah, I Aiken. get it. Okay, Gavin. Number two. Are you ready? Yeah. Number two. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Hi, Gavin and At. This is uh, Victoria from Northeast Columbia. Just checking back in with you. Uh, things are going well for us, and uh, just listen to your uh, live taping. Sounds like it was very successful and very entertaining, as well as informational. Um, we're still doing some traveling, uh, at least, uh, restaurants are more open up now, so we're on, on the road. And, um, my husband also doesn't like, uh, candy corn. I can take it or leave it, but him and Ben to be on the same side of that. So, um, hope you have a good summer. And just want to let you know when I, I called in, I forgot to mention that you're the first per- podcast I've ever listened to for since you started and so you guys set the bar uh i've had some other podcasts i've listened to come and go and it's like okay I'd, I'd rather have good clean programming and um information and lightheartedness and you guys do a great job continue doing that and i'll keep listening take care bye 
Oh, Victoria, it's been a minute. Getting a shout out from her and such Mister. nice praise. Mister. Oh, that's the that is that is truly the praise that Gavin needed. He's beaming now. I'm resurrected. It's honestly it's a little too bright. I don't uh, like I, I don't like it when he gets this happy. Yeah, I need him to get negged just a little <laughs> bit from here. Okay. I also want to find out Victoria, um always talking about her Girl Scouts, right? Yeah. I wonder how the Girl Scout cookie haul was this season. I didn't mm. get, I didn't get any. Did you get any? I did, yes. Uh well, the when do you remember the freeze over Christmas? Yeah. Uh, well, my I, I did have some pipes burst outside right, my right, home. Right. Correct. And uh, my neighbor, he caught it, mm-hmm. and his daughter is a Girl Scout. And oh, so you had to. I, I was a little beholden to buying a hundred a hundred dollars worth of cookies. Yes. <laughs> He's like a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Up, up, up. Yeah. You looked in the wallet. You're just like have a bunch yeah. of twenties. I've always yeah. They took it. It was a lot like the Jetsons where I pulled some money out and they took my wallet <laughs> living in the future my man yes it, wasn't george jetson like 70 uh did you and his wife was like i want to talk 25. about something else about the jetsons here <laughs> have you heard i've read a theory online okay that that the jetsons and the flintstones take place at the same time and that the flintstones are on the ground <laughs> <laughs> the Jetsons are up in the sky. <laughs> yeah, one's a primitive society. One yeah. is for uh, Amos cursed. I'm going to keep it clean because that's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, they're just living in the future, baby. They're doing it. Up in the air. It's it's like Elysium with Matt with Matt. That reminds me. I had to buy a new toaster this week. Oh, fun. I, Speaking of adult <laughs> good news like that, Gavin. Uh, I, my, can I just tell you to elaborate because I rarely have adult good yeah, news. Yeah, hit it, hit it. Because it's it. always just somber sadness Your life in my is world. truly sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was I got bread, you know, mm-hmm. and I haven't been baking as much bread. You, lately. It's this been a whole sad. different it's situation. I don't know what's going yep. on with me? Sad but life. I had other bread, <laughs> and uh, it, you push the toaster down. And oh, it didn't, oh, <laughs> oh, But here's the catch: it didn't catch. It didn't stay down. I was like. Is this it? I have to get a new toaster now? I've been with this toaster for at least 15 years. Oh, this is your old toaster. Yeah, it just wasn't, it was not doing its thing. It's one job. You're one of your longest relationships. Yeah, besides my plants. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, I guess I got to go buy a new toaster. And I'm like, what God. What do I need all these features on toasters for? I got like it's the a lot. basic There's $15. It toasts. It's great. I'm done. Tell me why you need a, a hundred dollar toaster, please. You liked it back How in the much day is your... when toasters were toasters. Oh, you did one function. I how, how I have moved. I, I don't even know. I honestly, I don't use a toaster as you have said it. It's just disgusting. Now. I use a toaster oven more often now. I and I and I really enjoy it. The toast is better. I it gets even, it gets into the bread. The we toast. are we are just creating such um, blasphemy right now. We're not even talking about the air fryers that we use all the time to <sighs> toast. Fry. Can you toast with an air fryer? Uh, probably. I would assume. I mean, an Dehydrate air fryer it? is just a, a convection spa? oven, so <laughs> it will toast food? it, <laughs> but it'll just make it like hard. But uh, <laughs> along those lines, Gavin, yes. my adult good news yes. is for the first time in nine years. Nine. Nine. Nine Kate, times? Caitlin, nine times nine. around the sun. Nine times around the sun, Gavin. It's from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day. Nine times? Gavin and I, you know, Caitlin, <laughs> not Gavin and I, Caitlin and I got a new bed. Hey. And it's one of the, oh, thank you. Give yeah. Uh, we got a new bed. It came. And honestly, I was getting scared there by the end of the 
the old bed's life because mm. I, I was like, man, I'm getting old. My back is all messed up. Not, something's not right. You're younger than me, but you have the body of a, what were you saying, 65-year-old? I, I said that in some parts of me, it's Benjamin Button. Other parts, it's advanced. <laughs> really it's bad, like folks. I drank from the wrong cup in, in <laughs> Indiana <laughs> Jones. <laughs> but it turns out it was all my bed. Because wow. my back is like, it's like Gumby back there wow. now. It's great. Life-changing. Wow. So wow. Is it firm? Is it softer? What's the trick? It is, is it a sleep it, number bed? It's Sleep number medium, <laughs> a medium <laughs> temperpedic. Oh, and it's a cold one. Cold. Okay, so it stays cold. It, 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 it honestly, it's like a regular. Can bag. we even talk about this proprietary technology on oh, the podcast? The cells. <laughs> uh, my favorite part about it is uh, they say it's uh, a bed. You, they're like, uh, you get it in your house, and uh, it <laughs> takes about sixty days for it to settle. The that, cells. That's how you know the cells. <laughs> sixty days to settle. And I was like, oh, yeah. And how long's the return policy? Oh, it's like 60 days. <laughs> 60 days. Once it gets settled, then you start to feel all the so contours. You, you have to wait the whole trial period to even understand what the bed will be it like long term. I'm surprised we're not doing this from your bedroom and you're just in it right now. Yeah. Like, not letting me sit in it, but making me stand and do the podcast yeah. while you recline. Ooh, disgusting. A you know, I need to be ro- you know, role reversal. <laughs> we need a Tempur-Pedic since I tape the podcast horizontally. It would be better for you. The cells. Honestly. I don't think I'm ever going to buy a mattress. I, I like that for you, <laughs> but uh, I got I, a hand-me-down mattress. I'm happy with it. Honestly, it's uh, in Colombia. It's like rent, uh, lease, turnover for all the the off-campus living mm-hmm. and there are tons of mattresses i just on go the side out and i pick i pick one up i'm like the weather's been nice it looks decent Un, unrained on like what'd you I, do with your old mattress you just throw it down the storm i drain? can sleep on this honestly uh i'm gonna tell you this because i'm in confidence uh, i'm a loser this is in confidence don't share this with anyone, i'm a loser please. baby um I have it saved upstairs, mm. and I was thinking about chopping it up to mm. repurpose it as sound absorption. Oh. And uh, I'm just a big I'm 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 real eco friendly. You yeah, know what true. I mean? Is it is it a foam mattress? It or the is. Coy, are there it's, springs on it's the inside? Foam. It's foam, but it's it's no cells. No cells. No cells. Anyway, Gavin. Yeah. Well, well that was if, a if anyone has made it this far, we love you. Hey, <laughs> lead loves you. We love you. We gotta, Tell us about your bed. You gotta leave. You gotta laugh. You gotta love. Okay. In that order, don't do it the other way, or it's dangerous. Okay. Anyway, have a good weekend. Gavin, say goodbye to them, please. (laughs) Thank you all for giving us some love and listening like Victoria and Baby's Mama. Giving us those shout outs on our voicemail, 803-563-7169. Give us a shout. We love hearing from you guys. Also, you can show us your appreciation by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. Babe, what should I do with this car battery? Just throw it in the storm drain? I throw it in the drain. It goes straight to the swamp. It powers the electric eels. <laughs>